and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And um, we were just listening to a, a voicemail. Tell uh, where we are. We're Dave's childhood home. You're at my the ancestral ancestral home. Where you used to throw shit off the roof. No, out the window. Out the window. We used you to said off the roof too. You know, it's funny, you can say roof correctly, but you can't say room correctly. I'm surprised you didn't say roof. What's the, <laughs> Do you ever, you know, you never said roof? Roof. So room. what if there was a room on the roof? Room on the roof. A room on the roof. A room on the roof. What's the weirdest thing you ever threw out the window here? Dave's on the 21st floor, his child. Um, weirdest thing I threw out the window would probably be the Emperor's Royal Guard action figure from Return of the Jedi stringed up to a shopping bag as a parachuter, okay? Did it work? It worked. Yeah. It hit a tree. Yeah. One of these trees. And when I tell you it was in that tree for 10 years, maybe even 15, I'm not exaggerating. That's wild. All my friends would come over... And just, like, we'd laugh because yeah. we did it together. We would throw paper airplanes and see how far they could go. We'd throw burning paper airplanes and see how far they would burn. Yeah. We would throw uh, water balloons, obviously. I had the game Othello on the chair on the terrace out there. Yeah. We threw all the chips out the window. Um, see, I'm shocked you never threw shit at people because that was my stuff. They would die, Chris. <laughs> I, was, I spent a summer on Central Park South at the Essex House when I was... Did we, we walk past there? No, this was even before that. This was like, um, I spent like a, a couple weeks there once when I was younger. Because I spent a summer when I was like 17 there. And then when I was younger, I must have been like 10. And we were throwing butterballs and dropping it on people from like the 8th story. Please. And no, but a, I, wait, wait, hold on. What's a butterball, please? A, a butterball is, is like... Is it a ball you, made of butter? Yeah, when you get room service, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's little balls of butter. And when they hit the ground, you know, they're like they're like the size... They're smaller than a ping pong ball. They're pretty small. But when they hit the ground, especially if they're warm, they spread out perfectly to like the size of like... A basketball, like the diameter of a basketball, just like a thin thing. So if you ever hit somebody, the size you're showing just, is not the size of a basketball. Just so you know. But if you ever hit somebody with a butterball, it would just perfectly envelope. Did you hit somebody in the <laughs> face? No, we never hit anyone. We tried. Who's we? It was me and my brother. But like the funny thing is, I uh, I got so obsessed with throwing shit out the window, my brother had to physically restrain me. And I remember he held me down, and I, I was just throwing everything off the room service cart. And I just I grabbed this muffin, and he's holding me down, and I literally just chuck it out the window. I could have got like obsessed with throwing shit out the window. Well, there's something amazing about it because you're in your safe place, yeah. and you're affecting the world. Yeah, you're affecting the world yeah. by throwing. And the word butterball is such a funny thing. I threw an Oreo out the window once, and there was one of those double-decker buses that had the open top. Oh, yeah. And it literally, like, curved like a Frisbee and landed in the center aisle and shattered. And it was just like, it was like, I could, like, hear it, I remember. I could hear it hit, and everybody looked up, and I was just at the window. I couldn't do anything. Did you wave? Yeah. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. Usually we threw it. How many floors up was it? It wasn't a lot. It was, like, eight or something. What about this? Let's say somebody's on the top of the double-decker bus. Yeah. And um, they're sitting there. I, okay, there's, here's two two things I want to talk about. They're sitting there, and you throw the Oreo, yeah. and they're yawning. <laughs> and the Oreo goes into their mouth. they like, kill them. <laughs> and it hits their throat, and they die. Choking from an Oreo that some idiot... Look at that. Who's calling? That, that some, your dad has an old phone? Yeah. Who has that? Like, that's some Should idiot... answer? Is it going to go to voicemail? Yes. Is it going to be like a... Like a like a loud voicemail, like what we can hear. I can't. I can't speaker. I cannot predict what's going to happen. You've never had the phone ring through here. I'm sure I have, but I don't recall what happened. Let's listen. There's a lot of suspense right now. Let's just listen. See, it's over. Uh, silent. Okay. So, anyways, hit kill somebody. What would happen? Well, that's no, 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 no. Of course, you would. You'd feel horrible okay. if you killed somebody with an Oreo. That might be an, in, a really interesting ninja assassin yeah. weapon. But that's not where I'm really going with it. Imagine this: you're on the thing, and you're yawning, but you're you finish your yawn, you're closing your mouth, and the double stuff Oreo lands perfectly in your mouth. As I'm fishing. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, and you have an Oreo in your mouth, and you don't know how it got you there. You don't know where it came from. Imagine that. That's, that's like Superman catching the bullet between his teeth. But it's an Oreo. The bullet doesn't taste good. Yeah. 
Imagine you're just I hanging like out, like and all of a sudden there's a cookie in I your feel mouth. Like that should be like I don't know what they're doing over at Oreo headquarters, like the marketers, but like that would be a great commercial. <laughs> that would be cool. Yawning, <laughs> and then Oreo like, and they're like sad or something, and then the Oreo lands in between their teeth, and they take a bite and they start smiling. Next commercial. Yeah, or, or there's some crazy kid in the street, and there's a parade, and there's people in the float, and the kid's just throwing cookies into people's mouths. Oreos, yeah, just dishing them out. Yeah, like Frisbees. I like it. Listen, anybody in advertising the Dopey Nation, Chris and I could write for you guys. Oh, my God, something happened that I didn't tell you about. Yeah. Are you talking to me? Yeah, no, nation? who am I talking to? Who's <laughs> here? I'm talking to you. Um, there seems to I'm making one of the worst business decisions of my life. You remember the Othello cookie? Yes. Dopey Nation, if you don't remember the Othello cookie, it was the two-sided black and white cookie, which is black and white in every bite. Yeah. Uh, I had them made by this stoner baker named Crystal. Crystal actually just started listening to the show yesterday. So, Crystal, if you ever make it to episode 81, hey. 82. 82. Yeah. Say hey to Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Anyway, Crystal bakes weed cookies and she's, yeah, I remember. Their, their cookies smelled like weed, even though there wasn't Well, anything. the Othello tasted like bud, even though there was no bud in it. Yeah. Anyway, Crystal's opening a hamburger restaurant in New Jersey, and she texted me the other day, and she said, can I make Othello milkshakes? And I said, cool, no problem. Whatever that means. It's a black it's, and white milkshake, yeah. whatever. So um, then, she, then I called her up. Why are you making that disgusted no, face? Just, you're just you're curious. Yeah, I don't really get um, the Othello milkshake thing. Right? No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then she's Crystal's a stoner. I don't think yeah. she was following her own train of thought. Yeah. Then the next thing she said was, "Actually, I want to sell the cookies in my restaurant, the Othello cookie." Yeah. And I said, "All right." I said, "Do it. Whatever you make, you keep." Yeah. I said, "But put in the writing that uh, it is my idea." Just in case I ever sell the cookies. I don't want Crystal to sue me. Yeah. What do you think? Giving it away. <clears throat> it's probably small potatoes, you know, so whatever. Well, what if her burger joint is like, you know, it's actually called... Well, why don't you have a... I think it's called Burger Jam. I mean, are you pretty tight with her in the sense that, like, you trust her and stuff? Yes. I trust Crystal. <laughs> you kind of forced to say that? No. I... I she's a good... She's well, a good blows, woman. If it blows up, then you have a conversation with her. Right. But isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. And that's fascinating. There was something else I wanted to say, but I don't remember. Um, what I really want to do, and I, it's not on our list, and it's not in your notes, play that theme song. Oh, it was yeah. so good. Okay, so uh, last episode, we put out a call to action to the Dopey Nation for a potential theme song. And the winner of the theme song challenge gets some Dopey merch. We got our first submission literally minutes ago, and um, we're going to play it for you right now. The vocals, you can't really hear them that well, but you'll get the gist from it. The piano's very, very out of tune, okay. just so you guys All know. All right, so this is the first submission for Who's the Dopey theme song challenge from Phil. Phil. Oh. Phil. I mean, the I fucking like it, dude. I, I, you know, it reminds me of John's song like where it. I don't like it while I'm listening to it. Then the second it's over, I'm, I'm like, like I gotta hear recovery it with Dopey. <laughs> I wish the vocals were a little boosted and it would be awesome. I think he put and the there's phone. There's like a pitch in the background, like a kind of. 
thing going on? You really hear a lot. <laughs> Chris is we're sitting in the kitchen, and Chris goes, what's that noise over there? Yeah. I don't hear anything. You're old, man. You're getting up there. You think that's what it is? Yeah, your hair's graying, and your ears are... What are you hearing? Um, there's a, I think there's a squirrel on the roof. I hear a cat downstairs. <laughs> that was good, though. You liked it, right? I really did. Yeah. So, I mean, so I don't... there you go. The, the, the gauntlet is set. The challenge is made. That's what you got to match. But check it out. Um, I just figured something good. out. I just figured something out. Hmm. We're not going to determine the winner. The Dopey Nation will determine ah, the winner. Okay. All it's right, another like another call to action. I like that. That's good. And then we had... I, I really want to play that voicemail we just heard because it was so funny. Should we play that right now? Yeah, because it, this is the reason I want to play it. It's because Phil, God bless you, Phil, is talking about recovery with Dopey. Yeah. Bring Dopey to a meeting. You know, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But the voicemail we heard... It was a little different. It was a little bit different. Yeah. This is short, guys. It's a Very short. We have several voice memos we're going to play in this episode. Yeah. We're, yeah. It's just me and Chris and you guys and some voice memos. So, <laughs> yeah. welcome back to Dopey. Yes, did you watch Welcome Back, Cotter? I did. I you did. didn't. <laughs> no. But again, like you just said, I'm old. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. Um, I listened to your podcast and you gave me a couple of stories to think of here. Chris was just talking about how long he'd last if somebody put a rig full of coke in front of him. Well... I'm a bona fide heroin addict, and um, last summer, I had about 97 days clean and was out playing some pokey, man. <laughs> and one of my fucking buddies gets off the train and goes, hey, you want a bag of dope? And I immediately go, yes, and was in the library shooting it 30 seconds later. So I know exactly what you mean, Chris, about if it's in front of you, not having it chance. I mean, how often is a bag of heroin wind up in front of you? Well, on that day, it did. And you're talking about DMT. Here's a funny-ass story about DMT. Me and my buddy discovered it back in high school. And, uh, well, we bought some. Because everybody says, man, this one time I was so fucked up, we used to go, oh yeah? I'd like to pull some DMT out of the wallet. So when that shit ran its course, we had uh, gone to the west side of Chicago to get some heroin, and uh, we all did a rip of DMT. Nobody in the car wanted any more, so we chucked it out the window and it opened your <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold, on. hold on, let's finish it here. You do the second one? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, this is Brian again. I just wanted to finish the DMT story. So... We chucked it out the window because nobody wanted our brains exploding anymore talking to God on this shit. A couple days later, I just happened to think about it, man. It looked like a big bag of white powder, like a massive crack rock somebody might have driven over in the street. And I know damn well somebody afflicted picked that shit up, loaded up their glass dick, fired it up. Blasted off and might possibly still be talking to God this day. <laughs> I don't know. I've often wondered about the person that found a two bear, two gram bag of DMT on the street. Thought it was crack and uh, got so high, real high, they never came down. Anyways, keep it up, man. Sometimes I can't listen to your shit because it's triggering, but sometimes I need to hear it because it's triggering. Keep up the good fight, man. What is this dude's name? Brian. I gotta know more about this guy. Did he email us? No, he just sent voicemails. <laughs> I'm very curious. You don't know any deets, nothing? He sounds like, um, he sounds like he's big and he's got a big black beard. Did you watch Office Space? The yeah. movie? Yeah. Do you remember his neighbor, the two chicks at one time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like what I have in my mind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can see that. That makes sense. He reminds me a little bit of Bigfoot from Howard Stern, but, uh... His his Chicago accent is great. Oh, yeah, solid dude. I love yeah. it. And and there's another thing you could have thrown DMT off the roof and it could have landed in somebody's mouth. <laughs> no. Um, lots of stuff is happening, Dopey Nation. Lots of stuff, good and bad. Um, do you want to talk about the bad stuff or the good stuff? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, I have a whole list. Well, what's the bad stuff? 
Well, it's what it's what happened to you in my life. Yeah, we can do that. I think we should get out of the way. Well, you've been you know chomping at the bit to to get into this. Listen, I wanted to get into the piece of the story that was funny. Yeah, well, let's do that. Uh, not the not the sad part of the story. <laughs> I thought I'd do the funny part of the story. Yeah. No, I'll let you go, man. All right. You were so excited when this happened. You were like, "Can we talk about Lonely Space?" I'm like, well, All right. for the past. Many months. Six months, five months. I've been referring to this lonely space. I thought we talked about this on the show. I don't know. You said we didn't. I could have sworn we did. Well, then, if you're so sure we did, I why are we remember. doing it now? I don't remember. You keep saying we didn't. I don't remember the details. You told me we couldn't because you didn't want her to hear about it. Remember, you did a whole episode about her and then you erased it because you wanted her to hear it, and then she heard it, and she got disgusted with you. Do you remember that? I remember that. And then you took it down, and you said, no lonely space. Well, we need to give them some background info on this. And first of all, um, no details still, okay? We can... Let's call her Ingrid. Or Helga. (laughs) You're okay with that? Helga's fine. Okay. Or Ingrid's pretty good, too. Okay. Um... So, uh, I've been seeing, I saw this person on and off for like the last, I don't know, five months or something like that. And I've referred to her abstractly on the show and, uh, I was really, really into this chick for the first, I mean, you've met all of my last girlfriends, all my previous girlfriends, at least in the last five years out of all of them. Have I reacted? But I didn't meet this one. You didn't meet this one, but have I spoken about them or reacted anything like this with any of them? No. Not at all. No. Um, so, I don't know what it was. I just, like... I know what it was. What was it? Tell me. It's that she didn't like you that much. I see. I don't know if it's that... Sh- I think there's some truth to that. There was, like, this undercurrent um, of... That was the thing you had in common with her. There was, was that neither of you liked you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was definitely... The whole time, there was this undercurrent of, sort of, like, rejection, and I felt like she didn't really respect me. And I, but I really liked her. Like you loved to be disrespected by her. I, I like, you know, she would be like not very nice sometimes, but I really liked spending time with her. I was bizarrely attracted to her. When I first met her, I'm like, yeah, she's cute. But then over time it was like, I, it was her, like, I've never had that where it's like her, her defects, what people would, her physical things that might be a blemish to another man. Like I was physically drawn to those things. You're into it. Do you know what I'm saying? And when I was with her, I really fucking enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I know. I know. You know that. I right? know. So that, I think, was real. I do think maybe what you're talking about... Um, That's a joke. My thing, what I said, that the thing that the two of you have in common is not liking you. That's just a funny bit. <laughs> and there's a little bit of truth to it. There's a smidge of truth to it. But so there was this undercurrent of rejection, and I really liked her, and I've never been in this place where, like, all... I wanted to do was I probably wasn't very pleasant to be around because I just wanted to make it happen and I probably like drown her in sort of like talking about like what happened what it's like what it is what we are but the funniest thing about that and that's like she like, didn't want that it's so funny because like everybody else like I never did that you know well that's why they wanted you I know because they did that but the real funniest thing is that Chris would always tell me how he only lets like 15% of it out so she doesn't get the full scope. <laughs> and that was too much. <laughs> yeah. The 15% of neediness so, was too but much. But anyways, I think there's value talking with this for the Dopey Nation because I, it was crazy. And I've, again, I've spoken about it abstractly, but like it was really upsetting. And like it's over now. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to reach out to her again. And it was just um, it was fucking really hard. Dave's like been instrumental and has helped me so much because I've just been like utterly depressed and I would talk to you know my sponsor or other people like that and I'd sort of tell them what happened but like the reality is there's only so much someone can say and you've been so helpful in my life because you text me and you're like how you doing and stuff and I'm just like I'm depressed but like there isn't any like nugget of wisdom to drop you know it's just sort of like hanging out with that until it goes away and I'm extremely happy to be here to be doing dopey because it's fun, you know what I mean? And it's I look forward to it and it's like so light and I immediately like forget about everything else that's going on in my life. But the point of bringing all this up though is I think it's my first time ever in my sobriety for sure that I ever felt like really rejected and I felt like I think you put it pretty good. It's just I felt like it was not good enough. Um it was fucking hard and I thought about drinking, you know. I was like, I live right across the street from a liquor store 
and I was like, there's booze, like, right there. Because um, I didn't want to feel the way I felt, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's why I used so much. It was like, I didn't want to feel. I wanted to run from shit. And it's like... And, and my therapist, who I've talked to, thinks there's this, like, supreme irony where, like, the person that I finally, like, chose that I wanted to, like, get real with and maybe even get a little vulnerable with is someone that wanted no part of that. But that's also, I think, what the instinct was of why you did. Because she didn't want to Because you knew intrinsically that you wouldn't be able to. You know, like, you have all these women... Including women in the dopey nation who who want nothing more than to have you um, love them, spill your guts, be vulnerable. Not necessarily women in the dopey nation, but just women <laughs> in the no past. Correction. Women in the past. Um, and because of that, you were like, eh, "I'm not. I'm not going to open myself up to this." You know what I mean? You you like kept people at bay. You would reject, you would slash, you would burn, you would run. And this one, you knew you could show that side and she wasn't going to be interested. You were safe that you still weren't going to get to be that. But why would I do that? It's so fucking hurtful. Um, I don't know. And the, and I'm just larger, a waiter. Yeah, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, uh, the larger picture now is like, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to like shut down and not do it again? Or am I going to man up and find somebody that's like willing to wow. engage with that. Look at yeah. this. Um, listen, Well, man. it's true, man. I'm like... That's I'm not the point. I, I can't, can't do this anymore. Do what? What I've done in the past. Listen. You're not going to do what you did in the past. In, in fact, because when you ever talk about your relationships, you would always say, for two years, I would X, Y, and Z. Well, I've known you for a long time, and I've only seen one two-year relationship, which ended with you being on acid and telling her you were having a fake flashback. <laughs> you know, the other relationships were, were very condensed. We're That's because I've been talking about this stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So, like, I think as long as you stay on the path, the next one's just going to be different. And Helga is a piece of work. You know what I mean? She would not... Helga was a... She was a very you would driven... say very disparaging things about her, and I would always defend her. Um, I only said disparaging things because, uh, like, you were in a lot of pain, and I love you. I don't want to see you in pain. Yeah. And uh, and it was annoying because, like, also Chris would, like, he would call me, and he would, like, if he was happy, he'd act like he has nothing in his life. (laughs) And if he was depressed, he'd be like, I got to go. Because he wouldn't (laughs) want to admit that he felt bad. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But the funniest thing, I mean, listen. Straight up, uh, when I was not back together with my daughter's mother... I remember I, it was similar conversations, except you're more upfront. You know, you won't run from it. You'll say what's on it. But you had similar shit three, four years ago, I remember. Well, even re- more recently Even that. more recently, but you're with her now. But when you weren't with her... I was consumed. I remember I was. I, you would talk about it so much with me. And I would get angry at her. Yeah, well, it's easy to get frustrated with somebody that's not doing what <laughs> you want them to do. <laughs> you know, it, it's like... It's consuming. It's that whole thing you always talk about, romance finance. As an look at that fire truck. Look at that shit. There must be a fucking serious blaze. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every fire truck in the city. Yeah. Hold on. Do you hear the dog in the end of the, the back of the truck? Do you hear the dog? I do. Yeah. All right, continue. Um, you didn't hear the dog. I was just joking. There was no <laughs> dog. Um. I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, yeah. That when people talk about romance, finance, or addicts, like, that you get stuck on one thing and, and how, you know, and how it wrecks you. You know, how, like, something like this, it, it attacks you at your core value system of who you are. It does. And you know what the worst part of it, though, is? It's like, I was truly in a lot of pain, and I've tried to differentiate, like, what was impulsive and di- addictive, what was me jumping in with two feet too quickly, and what was real. Do you know what I mean? What was, like, I genuinely like this person. And, like, even if I get rid of the impulsive stuff, and even if I focus on, like, what was genuine, and then even the hurt from missing out on, like, something that, like, someone I really, really liked, there's another whole level to it where I hate myself for fucking caring so much. And it's, like, I feel like, I mean, part of my friends, I feel like a total fucking pussy that I was put in this position where I'm hurt, you know? Um, And it's, like... What's important is what is going to be my reaction going forward. Does that mean I'm going to, like, 
no, but build be, that wall up again. No, but that's like, it's self it's self defeating to be angry at yourself for your though. feelings. It's like I feel like pathetic. It's what it, that's what it feels like. It feels pathetic. It's like wow, I'm so pathetic for like putting myself in this place for being careless. You're you're mixing a million things up together, though. Do you feel pathetic that she rejected you, I or do you feel pathetic that you care? Both. That's what I'm getting at. I think. Step into my office here. All right. I think that if you can take ownership, that it's okay to care and and be mad that you got rejected and be hurt that you got rejected, but be like, of course I care. Yeah. I like the girl. I was into her, and she and I, that's and, what I, I and that's the healthy space. Like I need to get there, and, and like it's okay. You know, it's okay. Number one, everybody gets rejected. Sorry, Dopey Nation. It happens to everybody. Chris is very handsome and smart and everything. And he doesn't get rejected. You haven't gotten rejected in a million years. That's the other thing. You don't have a much... Although, when we were... Remember when we were in treatment, there was that uh, girl? Yeah. yeah, but I never even tried. No, but that was like... Uh, it's. I've never seen you get rejected, so it's not something you have to deal with. And rejection is painful. But, like, to feel... It's extremely painful. It's like, I can't believe this. Like, it really and it hurts. rots your brain it like really a bug. Oh, my like God. Like, there's a dude. bug in your brain, Ugh. and it's eating you. And then you go to sleep, and you're like, it's like having the hiccups. You're like, maybe I don't have the hiccups anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's getting, you know, I know it's better, is I was taking Benadryl for a few nights. I wasn't eating as much. I started night eating again. And the night eating is a very good indication that... Um, you're back on track. <laughs> back on a good foot. Right. Yeah. Night eating. Yeah, there was an. One of the worst is the funniest thing is we're having this episode. Literally, I wouldn't say anything about this chick, and I just started talking about her in the last episode. I was like, "Oh, I'm kind of seeing." Remember, you even like pointed it out. You're like, "Oh, you're talking about it now." And then as quickly as I said it, it was gone. That episode that we did about her was like the funniest. That was so good. I still have it. I I can't air it, dude. That also has the story about the wart. That was we dopey nation. I I can't even. I wouldn't even say it. that'll be a lost um, tape. It'll be a subscriber based thing. Oh, we're gonna have subscribers one day. Yeah, it'll be like extra content. That was that was really that was a funny episode. But then, but that was the episode. That was the episode with um Myron. Yeah, but then dopey nation, the funniest piece. <laughs> this is, Dave has been dying to talk about this. Also, you literally, it's one of the few things I was like, you were really chuckling. You were laughing the most when you heard me on speakerphone talking to Frank, the homeless guy. Oh, man. I just, I don't, I don't know if I can, at that moment, it was all crystallized for me. But first of all, Dopey Nation, women of the Dopey Nation, who I'm sure they see an opportunity here, you know, he, he's available. This is a moment I'm in ready time. To be vulnerable. If, if anybody's in Boston, <laughs> especially, uh, you know, people in South America, it's going to be hard to commute. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but Boston or New Hampshire, uh, Cape Cod, mm, Great Barrington, GB, you could do all that. What's your What's your diameter? Your, your reach. I, I mean, like, where do I set my preference on the dating apps? Oh no, for this for this recall to action from the Dopey Nation. I'd say worldwide. 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 Okay, that's fascinating. Anyway, when Chris was really interested in Helga, Helga was interested in the fact that Chris had a podcast. She didn't like Dopey, but she thought it was interesting that Chris had a podcast, and she had an idea for a podcast. No, 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 no. You're getting this wrong. I messaged her, and I said I had... We were talking about podcasting, and I said I had two ideas... One was for um, a podcast where we would interview homeless people off the street, and another one was for a podcast where people tell their stories uh, who were in a cult. And oh. you bring someone else in. Oh, oh because he, so said, Chris, Chris knew Chris I, knew that, that... Well, and I said that to her. No, I said because she had some sort of experience similar to that. But anyway, so Hold I on, time out. Helga, Don't you... Don't be too revealing what you say. I'm not going okay. to be. Right. You knew she had an interest in the homeless and... She, no, I didn't know anything In cults. I knew a cult she did. So, so it, just please unravel this for me because I obviously have. So I said I, I, I literally there was no intention behind it other than just having a conversation for it. And at this point, we were just sort of talking. I think. Um, and you're thinking and maybe she she'll super- like me if I give her a good idea for a podcast. No, I was just talking to her. I was like, maybe she'll like me if I talk to her. And then she ran away with the podcast thing. She got wicked excited about it. And I do think both of those are actually genuinely really good ideas. 
Um, Pitch and I, me. Where are, where are the ideas exactly? If you grab a homeless person and you have them tell your story, you know. And where did happened. you come up with this idea? From Dopey, because Dopey, we have addicts tell their stories. I was like, we need to get. There needs to be a network where it's like cult stories, jail um, stories, jail stories, homeless and homeless stories. stories. Great, dude. That's, that's like the same podcast network with all those different things. I think it'd be wonderful. Um, but anyway, so she really liked that, and she's. What like, would the network be called? Fringe Network. There probably already is a Fringe Network. SMI? No, it, no, it had to be Dopey because, you know, we're the flagship. It would have to be the Dopey, Dopey Network. Dopey Network? Yeah. Okay, continue. The flagship. Um, so anyways, I, I said that stuff and then she really liked the homeless idea and she ran away with it. And I like, I, I talked to all the homeless people like around me. We're going to play. Just cause, just cause you're a nice guy, right? That's why you talk to them all. Just to no, show them I that do. somebody cares. <laughs> no, that's not why. I'm just, I'm just interested. I, I really do. You don't, do you know that? Yes, like, I know I have, that. Like, I, I, it's easier for me to talk to a homeless person than some corporate schmuck scurrying around who's my age. You're a man of the people. So, um, I thought we'd have fun with that. Uh, I thought we could do the podcast. I mean, so she ran away with it and she she's like, let's do it. So you take over. I don't want I'm done with <laughs> So Chris and Helga... Go to Frank, the local homeless man in Boston. So I would talk to him on my way home. He's at one of the stoplights. And I'd been talking to him for months. And he was sober eight years. And I'd always chop it up with him for like a minute or two on the way home. And you decided that he would be the, the greatest guest. The inaugural guest. For this podcast. Yes. So Chris doesn't have anywhere to take him. So he takes him to his parents' house. It's Chris, Helga, and the homeless guy, Frank. And the homeless guy's girlfriend. And the homeless guy's girlfriend. Yeah. What does he look like? Uh, one of his arms, he had a motorcycle accident, and one of his arms is paralyzed. So it's just like a wet noodle at his side. He also, this was in the winter, he's getting like, um, looks like frostbite. Like, it's all fucked up. It's really, And he purposely rolls up his sleeve and lets it like hang like a noodle. So he... Um, gets more money. Gets more money. But he's ruggedly handsome, always has a smile, real hustler. His girlfriend actually, I mean, she's missing some teeth. And but she was hotter than that? I think she was active. She said she was clean. He, I, he is sober, I can tell. Um, but she, like, if she got done up, she would be very pretty. Yeah. If she got some... <laughs> you would, you would be... Or something. You might be into it. Uh, Older, younger? She's probably like 37 or something. 35. And he? He's probably like 40. No way. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He said he makes 100 to $200 a day. It's not bad. Yeah. So, he brings... To my parents' house, which was incredibly stupid. Dopey Nation, they live in a hotel... With doorman and valet parking. But he's doing this to impress... Boston Harbor. He's doing all of this to impress Helga. I think she'd already been... To, no, she hadn't been yet. No, no, no. You did all... You, you, to, to, I didn't bring the house to impress her. I said nowhere to do it. Fine. No. What impresses her is that you're such a man of the people. <laughs> you're going to bring the homeless guy and his girlfriend to your parents' house. Yeah. And, and did you get... You gave them food... Yeah, I gave him a hundred bucks too. You gave him a hundred bucks? Well, whatever, man. I didn't even ask for it. Did you it. earn that hundred dollars? Yeah, <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears, man. Um. Anyway, so you have him at your parents' house. You give him your parents' money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you record. How much? How, it was like an hour. He tells us the story. It was good. It was decent. Okay. Yeah. And then he leaves. Yeah. And Chris is alone with Helga. And Chris drives Helga home. Yeah. And Helga says, that was awesome. We need to make this podcast a reality. Yeah, she wanted to, like, hone it in and really start doing it. And, like, she wanted to develop it more. And she was, like, the opposite of us. Like, you know, concerted effort, practice, editing, like, lots of shit, you know. Not just push play, which is the only thing I know how to do. And Chris is like, yeah, I want to do that, too. And then, um... Which I did, but it was 90% I wanted to... Have sex with Helga. That was a piece of it. Give me see, a see until you get honest. You, <laughs> at this point, you can't get honest. On, you fucking know me. Is that all I'm about? For real? Listen. Is that all I'm about? When you insert your penis into Helga, it solidifies the possibility of a relationship. Yes. It's not just about a fucking her. Okay. It's okay. about. But when you say it like oh, that, oh please. You know For I don't. You it is. You're purely carnal. How dare you? <laughs> I, that's not fair. No, I'm saying. And, and listen, if you want to really put the cards on the table... Throw it on the table. Sex in a relationship is a crucial part of the relationship. Of course, of especially course. in the beginning. Yeah. You want to be able to have sex when you want to have sex. Yeah. You know? And to be able to fuck Helga would have solidified the relationship in your mind. But Helga wanted to do the podcast. Yeah. And then Chris calls me. And he tells me, 
Oh, you were pissed. He tells me he's done a podcast with this girl about (laughs) homelessness, and I lost my mind. You got pissed. I I was so angry. Oh, yeah. Like, because he's he's launching a podcast without me, (laughs) and and I didn't understand how shallow Chris was and that he was just using this as a tool to get the girl. I I was devastated. And then... um, and Chris was like, I don't, I, he's like, I, I said, Chris, what are you going to call the show? And Chris goes, I'm going to call it Sleeping Rough. <laughs> and I said, interesting. No, well, we asked Frank on the show and he, he, we let him name it and he said Lonely Space. He said Lonely he Space. He was the created the name Lonely Space, yeah. And then Helga's like. Sleeping Rough was better. They both suck. You know what I wanted to call it? What? Homeless on the Dark Comedy of Homelessness. <laughs> Uh, I just think that's funny the dark comedy because homelessness is not funny it's not funny it's less funny than addiction yes you know it's it's somehow it's just less funny than addiction um but still the dark comedy of homelessness that still just puts a smile on my face (laughs) so it was called Lonely Space and 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 Helga still wasn't interested in Chris and Chris was holding on to this idea that the relationship could happen in with the podcast, and Chris is depressed, and I, and I always be like, "How's lonely space?" Because I knew Chris yeah. was in this lonely space, and yeah. and the you mean on the show or to me, to you, yeah, I would text you. How made me laugh about it? Yeah, you did. it was very funny. Yes, because you were so and 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 listen, Helga wasn't interested in Chris for a long time. Yeah. Chris fucking had to invent a podcast, <laughs> you know, and, and then she came around and I said that she would come around like that. Yeah. But um, then Chris ran, runs into Frank again. To, oh, my God. That was the word. Not again. Wait, Every wait, wait. Day. Chris walks right to Frank. Frank's like, hey, man, how's Lonely Space? <laughs> yeah, when's it coming out? Chris is like. And the worst is I'm like, soon. Chris soon. is like, I think it's dynamite, Frank. Yeah. This podcast has legs and I know podcasts. He's like, great, Chris. When's it going to come out? He's like, I'll get back to you, well, Frank. He starts telling all the people on his route, all the people coming home, and he's like. They're making me. You're making me look bad. Like it's not coming out. Everybody's asking me when's it coming out. They think I'm lying. And every day I'm like, it's coming soon. soon." (laughs) And weeks and weeks and weeks pass. And then and months and and months and months and months. And And it's still going. It's still. I see him still. And then Frank has finally gotten in his head that lonely space is not happening. But he's like, "Do you think I could just get the recording?" (laughs) (laughs) And then Chris is on the phone with me. Yeah, so yeah. I call, just to be honest, okay, so I call, I talk to Dave on the way home sometimes, and I'm talking to him on the way home, and I get off at the exit, and Frank's there, and every day, every time I see Frank, I give him a buck, I roll down the window and talk to him, so I happen, it just was per chance that Dave was on the line, and you didn't even know what was about to happen. I knew. Yeah, but I, I didn't knew. tell you this is Frank from Lonely Space. I knew, you okay. told me this, that you like, you dread seeing him every day. Yeah, but I didn't say right before, oh, this is Frank. No, yeah, no, okay. but I knew, that's why it was so funny, because yeah. I knew exactly what what was happening? Yeah, and then, and then I hear Frank. You think I could get the recording? And Chris goes, "Well, flash drives are very expensive. I'm not, they're like a dollar in the store." And, he's, and then, and then, what, what Chris is really saying is, "You don't have a computer, Frank. How are you ever going to play the, your recording? Why don't you just talk to yourself and you can hear your story?" You don't know how many things I thought of before, like the last time. I was like, I was like, maybe you too. <laughs> We're laughing at oh, Frank's life because he's homeless. It's so bad. Dude. Well, he makes more money than I get from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh fascinating. Oh. Fascinating. Anyway, so Chris never gave... Can, why don't you get a flash drive? I still think the podcast should happen. I think it's a fucking great thing. You could get What's-Her-Face back, if nothing else. <sighs> I can't see her. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Do you want to do Lonely Space? I can never. I'd have to do it with like you. I'd have to do it with someone. It's the whole fucking thing about the show is it's fun to come here and fun to do it. I'll do it, but I'm going to wind up making fun of the homeless people and they'll kill us. No, I'll be there. I'll protect you. You'll protect me. <laughs> I'll protect you. Can we call it something other than lonely space? I think we need to call it lonely space. I want to call it homeless. <laughs> On the dark comedy of homeless homelessness. Space. Homeless space. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is kind of okay. Wait, we need to play something though. Okay, no, um, no. I'm gonna play the the the. Oh right, right. Okay, so anyways, you so should have recorded Frank. No, uh, I should have recorded some of Frank, but Frank wasn't funny. So anyways, 
as I said, Dopey Nation, I do like just talking to homeless people. And so there's this guy, Fitzy, um, who's... This is very insensitive to the homeless world. No, Fitzy's awesome. No, I, I mean, told- everything I've said, it's been very, very insensitive. No, we, we know where it's coming from. We know your heart's in a good place. Um, so anyway, so Fitzy is, uh, I live in the North End in Boston, which is like an Italian area, and he hangs out there and he's always fucked up. He's always drunk, but he's extremely happy. Like the happiest guy ever. Maybe because he's and, always drunk and fucked up. Mm, I know, but there's mean drunks. He's like a genuinely happy drunk. So anyways, I saw him, um, the other day and, uh, I told him about the podcast and I just recorded a two minute thing. He doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I got a picture too. The picture will go up on Instagram. Uh, so Take a look. It was raining really hard out, and it was literally like the worst night. It was like wet and cold when I recorded this, and like <laughs> anybody on the streets would be depressed. So this is uh, this is Fitzy, guys. It's not that good. Chris here from the Dopey Podcast. I'm in uh, the North End. It's too quiet. Oh, it's on the... Uh... Start over. I want to hear your intro. Chris here from Dopey Podcast. Like the roving reporter. I'm in uh, the North End. It's 12:41, and I'm with uh, Fitzy. He's a local man that I see around a lot, and uh, (laughs) he's always got a smile on his face. He said he's got a story for us. You got something? You got something queued up right now? Yeah. Tell me. Tell it. Say, say, Say what's up, Dopey Nation. What's up, Dopey Nation? Yeah. You're in for it, motherfucker. All right. Not only the worst alcoholics pilots, but when you're just walking down the street for a little slow, so stroll, you know, you know, all right, you get it. Yeah. All right. And you want a thought. A thought's supposed to be lumpy or run down your leg. Well, then you know you get a problem. Now seek some counseling. So wait, what are you saying? You shit your pants? Not today. Not today, but you have. I'm looking forward to the next time. It's warm. I too, man. It's all good. I know. It's warm, though, for it's a minute. Right. It's you know, kind of It feels nice. Creamy and, yeah. It feels nice, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, no man. shit happens. So what are you doing? What did you do today? <laughs> oh, I can't even remember. But I keep a journal, and I fed the homeless, and I saved a pigeon last night, which is a dove they made for life. And I put it in a sacred hat with the boys so I'd wake up in the morning and get fed by that guy that feeds them every day. You know, better than me. Do you name, but do you name the pigeons? Nobody. He winked at me and gave me a nod and said, I know you're going to take care of me because God told me to. All right, well, what are you doing for the rest of the night? Uh, I'm just waiting for the heavy stuff to come down. And then what you going to do? I'm going to have this half a bubble. Well, you got plenty of umbrellas. Have half a bubble. What's a bubble? An umbrella, you know. I have half a bubble. Have a picture of it. Good, man. I can see through it. Hi, how you doing? Slept under it. Hello. All right, say... This uh, is not the cone of silence. Say thank you, Dopey Nation. Thank you, Dopey Nation. Now come again. All right, let me get a picture for the... Uh, let me get a picture What'd of the umbrella him? for the... Um, nothing. You didn't give him money? Uh, I've given him a lot of money. Like, right when I give him, like, a dollar when I see him. Whenever. So you gave him the buck? Uh, that night, yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, I almost always give him a dollar. Well, that was. He always one. hugs me though, and he's kind of gross. You hug him. <laughs> yeah. How gross is he? He's not that gross, he's but he has long hair, and he hugs me, and his hair touches my face sometimes, and I don't like that. Listen, um, I think it's sad what happened with Helga. I think uh, it's great. Uh, I think anybody that struggles uh, with obsession, where it meets depression, the greatest cure for it is the same thing that's in uh, the twelve steps. Help and, another person. Yeah, and also... And listen to Dopey Podcasts. I'll tell you, it made me happy to record this, to even edit it. I was like, got me out of my head, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and you know what Robert Duvall says? What's he saying? Hobbies, hobbies, hobbies. Hobbies, hobbies, hobbies. So, anyway. And Dave turned me on, too. We started watching Game of Thrones together. Well, separately. I've been chasing you, but I haven't caught up. Dude, I'm, I'm such a much slower pace than you. I'm a sick fuck. <laughs> you went fast, dude. I've dude. been trying to catch you, and it's like, I can only do a couple a day. I'm a sick, sick person. I, I was like, I'm going to start this thing again, and I also got sick. You remember? I got I actually oh, yeah, got yeah, sick, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I had a couple sure. days where I could just watch. Yeah. I'm like, I, 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 I've been watching Game of Thrones for the second time, and... Uh, it's really good. It's really fucking good. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, I totally recommend watching it. It's a total treat. I remember I had been off 
heroin for a bit. I don't know, six months or something. And then I got back on it. And then uh, and it was just when, H- when HBO started running Game of Thrones. And I was like, hmm, Game of Thrones, what's this? And I turned it on and I was like, and I was high. And I was like, holy shit. This is some high quality television, and I was just like, "Yeah, I remember. This. Yeah, I brought this. Dave and I were talking. You mentioned this earlier, and I brought it up because it's like the way Dave describes the first time he watched Game of Thrones. It was like he got some fire dope. Well, it's some high quality shit. It's like holy shit. It was really well. It's like a good cookie. That's some fucking high quality shit. Yeah, drugs. No, because I get that sentiment. You know, when you watch like a first, you know, first episode or second episode, and you know it's like a new series that has several seasons, and you like it, and you've just been watching the same bullshit for a long time. You're like, oh wow, I got something to do. This is high. It's high quality bullshit. It's the it's real high thing. Quality bullshit. Um. Anyway, it's been good for me because I haven't been watching television. I need to, you know, get back into that. <laughs> Whatever, you know, I mean, TV is a good distraction. You work hard at school. You work hard at this. You're in the gym all the time. You're doing yoga. Meditating. What, you're meditating now? Yeah, and I'm going on another one of those retreats. Did you know that? I did? Yeah. Vipassana. Vipassana. Well, that sounds good. And you're going to quit vaping at this retreat. Yep, I'm going to quit vaping before the retreat starts. I don't see that. This is what I see. I see the last second of, you know, you're vaping, you're vaping, you're vaping, then you get rid of the vape, and then it's done. That's what I see. I'm going to throw it away before the uh, retreat starts. That's what I'm saying. But I'm yeah. saying you're going to vape right up till then. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I fully intend to do yeah. that. I've been I, planning I, that for months. <laughs> I, somehow, I'm going to figure out how to stop smoking cigarettes yeah, by I don't even listen to you anymore when you yeah. say you're going to quit. I, I, I don't... I don't say I'm going to quit. I just say, what do I say? I say I'm going to quit. I say I'm trying to quit. You say, like, I'm old and uh, I don't look too much. I don't look good I don't in the look mirror. Good. i got to stop smoking. <laughs> it's not yeah. easy. Dave was depressed today. He looked at himself in the mirror and he came out and he was he was sad. It's not easy. It's, it's, I don't see anything different. I don't know what, what you're saying. What do you see? I see a strapping young man. That's the spirit. Yeah. Okay. I hope the lonely space conversation did it the justice that I always wanted it to do. It was good. I'm happy we talked about it. I feel better. Um, and I'm getting over it. Good. Dopey Nation, romance and finance, those are the two things. Those are the two things. Let's do the ad. Do the ad. Oh, fuck. We got to do the ad. Okay. Um, so we finally got paid by BetterHelp. I'm um, going to the bathroom. No, no, no. no. I have to go. No, they have to pause no, no, it. I have to go to the bathroom. No, no, no. I cannot wait. Okay. All right. Okay. How was your bathroom break? Oh, it was really fulfilling. And you're going to eat cookies. No eating on the show. Okay. You have 15 minutes. You're eating a cookie. You're reading the Those ad. Those are the crunchiest cookies. That are I'm, I'm not going to talk. Cookie. It's a Wafer. waffle waiting. It's a... Uh, it's a waffleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waffleton. Waffleton. It's not good either. Oh, tell how nice my dad was. Oh, his dad's really nice. That's all you're going to say? <laughs> he left him he a spread of sweets for us. Dad, Dave's dad's in Mexico, and uh, he left, you know, all this stuff. Oreos, milk chocolate, uh, Le Petit Eculeur, and Waffletons. <laughs> uh, um, oh, what am I doing? Ad, right? I kind of should have looked it up while you were in the bathroom. That's what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Okay, so we got paid, finally, by Better uh, Better Help is obviously an incredibly reputable company. Yeah, and did you know that BetterHelp makes it really easy to get your own online counselor? Do they? They do, and e-counseling is an effective, convenient, and affordable way to get help with many issues. You can get help with stress, anxiety, depression, relationships. Hold on, hold on. Can I get help with addiction? You can get help with addiction and rejection. Uh, self-esteem, addictions, it's in there twice. Is, it re- is rejection in there? Can they help us with writing? <laughs> God, where were you last week, BetterHelp? I needed you. Um, Dude, you should have called BetterHelp and told them who you were. Does it really say rejection? It does not say okay. rejection. All Helga? Better, all BetterHelp counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. BetterHelp allows one to connect with them in a safe and private online or mobile environment. Anything one shares is confidential. It's affordable. Getting started is free so you can feel confident our service and the therapist we match you with is right for you. Then just pay a low, flat fee for unlimited sessions with your counselor. It's convenient. One can do it at your own time and at your own pace. Communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. 
BetterHelp is available at your time and your place. To start your free week-long subscription for as much contact as you need, just complete the questionnaire and enter your credit card details. It's safe and secure. If you don't Hold need on. help... It's <laughs> affordable, it's a convenient, it's safe, and it's secure? Yep. All Did they pay us for this ad yet? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. I think we should get double for this one. If you don't need help... You love this line. Don't call. <laughs> no, no, you love this line. If you don't need help beyond the first week, simple, simply, simply, simply cancel your subscription with click of the button. With click of the button. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Even Helga wrote, that, wrote this book. If you find value, do nothing and automatically extend your subscription. Pricing varies between $180 to $280 per month for unlimited access. That's about the cost of a single in-person session with a similarly qualified in-person therapist. 180 to 280 per month. Give it a try today at betterhelp.com backslash dopey. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com backslash dopey. The computer nerd stopped... Um, it's not a backslash, right? It's a forward slash? I don't know. But she but, said it's just a slash. But she really loved tweeting about it, and now she's just falling off the face of the earth. Yeah, you know what I don't get also is they say that um, start your free week-long subscription for as much contact as you need. What if you like need contact 24 hours a day? Like, let's just say like any waking moment I need to be talking to a therapist. I mean, is there a limit to that free week-long subscription? It doesn't sound like there is. But the real question is... Like, why would you ever stay on? Like, what you? If you're on with the therapist your whole week, you're not having anything to talk about. You're like, I had this horrible conversation with my therapist this morning. I need to, I need to process it. You know, you know, all you can do is process the processing. That's sort of like Dopey, the podcast about Dopey. Yeah, very much. Very meta. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, we should play um, Leah's thing. You want to do that? It's now? really good. We should play that. And before we get into that, please drop us a review on iTunes. No, 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 no. Let's not. We, we played a voicemail already, and and I really want to talk about. We have two great voicemails. We got to play Leah's. We got to play Tina's. What about Hannah and what oh she did? Oh my god! This is classic. Take it away, Dave. Well, I don't know if you guys remember long ago on Dopey Podcast, one of Chris's friends, Ryan. Uh, not graphic design Ryan, tattoo Ryan, but tattoo artist Ryan came on Dopey. Who had the best, in my opinion, Dave doesn't agree, the best one-liner from Dopey ever. I don't disagree. Who told you I sell hormones? <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. I don't, I, I thought it was really funny. Okay, so continue though. Um, we should do something with that. Yeah. Um, so. We won't do anything. Maybe we will. So, uh, listen, I, I'll, on the side also, if anybody out there in the Dopey Nation is good at like, Cutting up audio. Uh, why don't you hit us up or write us a review or an email, and uh, we will hand over the Dopey archives to you, and we can ha- you can create a little audio collage. What you want to do something with those one liners? Yeah. It's just how has this worked out in the past for you? It just you keep giving our pack. You keep Dave keeps twisting people's arms to take over. We had this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful guy, right? Named Billy Baru. Can I say his first name? Or is it just say Billy Baru? We can say his first name. Randy, right? Who's just like all nicest time. He guy. called in. He buys me he, breakfast yeah, once a month. And, and so Dave gets him to do our Twitter, right? He said he wanted yeah, to yeah, do yeah, our Twitter. Twitter. Dave gives him, you know, gives him the keys to the Twitter, which you know is our <laughs> least active social media outlet. I'm doing okay and they're all these pretty days. Inactive. And anyways, so. Randy, he gets excited. He's an amazing guy. He posts a tweet. The first tweet he ever posts, Dave takes it down. <laughs> Tell him what it was. Uh, it was the um, True Lies scene. He of wrote. Jim, Randy he, wrote. What did you say? He objectified Jim Lee. He wrote. He, what Randy wrote was how many of the Dopey Nation got their biceps strong by watching this. That was good. It was a good one liner. And it was. Uh, and it was uh, the the striptease. And, um, he mentioned me, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I know Chris liked to jerk off to Jamie Lee Curtis and True Lies. <laughs> did you? And I felt bad because a woman in the Dopey Nation wrote an email that said, "All the we objectified Jamie Lee Curtis and yeah, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And she was right. We did. Yeah. And, and, and I tweeted Jamie Lee Curtis once and I would hate for her to... I would love it if somebody objectified me, though. And that's, I guess that's the difference between a man and a woman. You really don't understand women. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> that's very clear from Listen, I'm sure so some women like to be objectified, but it's different. 
It's just, listen, I don't know much about gender politics and shit like that. I just know that this woman said we shouldn't objectify Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Curtis... It was Curtis, good. It was a good move to take it down. Jamie, I, I was, probably would have just left it and let him keep going because I care about Randy and his feelings. But listen, we're different on that. Rand, you are just so fucking backward and passive-aggressive. I care. Randy knows I care about him. Who's going to breakfast with him? You? I would if I was in the city. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> um, listen, I love Randy, and I love Jamie Lee. So, Jamie Lee, if you're listening... Well, you guys are friends. You guys are just going to be friends now, right? Why are you mocking my relationship <laughs> with Jamie Lee Curtis? I'm serious. It's yeah. like, why are you making fun of that? Continue. I wanted her to be on the show. So did I. I told my mother. She was ecstatic. I told Arden. Arden told... My mom in the background, and my mom yelped. I my just mom doesn't like, and she doesn't. Listen, she knows not to listen to Dopey. I just figured that um, we shouldn't have a thing objectifying Jamie Lee Curtis on yeah, the Yeah, you're right. Of course. I just figured that wasn't the best move for Bro, us. We nose to nose on this. All right. We're nose to nose. Anyway, um, that's not the point of the story. Is not any of that. What we're, are we talking about? That Ryan. That when Ryan was on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because you were saying it was a good one-liner, and I was yeah. saying an audio engineer could do something with it, but... That was a real ADD moment there. That was a tangent. It's, I blame you. It was a seamless tangent, though, because I, I couldn't even make it back to the tattoo thing. Anyway, when Ryan was on the show, he was a tattoo artist, and we and one of us, I don't remember who, made a joke and said, maybe you could tattoo the Dopey logo on somebody, and Ryan said... He would love to tattoo the Dopey logo on somebody. And we mentioned it to the Dopey Nation a couple dozen times probably. Yeah. And Hannah... Took us up on it. Said, I'm going to be in New York. She, she's a street musician, folk singer with yeah. a big dog. Yeah. She's actually on her Facebook page right now. And, and she's, um, some, she's on the street um, begging for tips. She's not begging for tips. She's playing music. Playing music for tips. Playing... Covering Dave's, uh, yeah, Dave's she does. Like, she does a nice version good, of so "Good So Bad" out, out out on the streets of New York City. How does that make you feel? Proud. That is pretty fucking cool, dude. Very cool. But the point is that Hannah got the dopey tattoo. Yeah, and you guys, you would have seen it. It went up about a week ago on the uh, on the instant. You want to say the, the other part of that story? Should I tell the whole piece? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Ryan, uh, I was talking to him and, you know, he said he'd do it for us cheap, you know, when we originally made this offer. And so he, uh, Ryan's really busy guy. Uh, and, uh, he has a, a tattoo shop called Duca Tattoo in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. I, t- I texted him today. He's cool with that. And, uh, so anyways, he said, um, uh, so we paid him, but we're giving him ads anyway. <laughs> Basically. Basically. That's interesting. So, so he, uh, uh. Anyways, he said, you know, he'd do it for a good deal. And I'm like, hey, if you want, we can, you know, we're starting to get, like, Excuse advertising me. opportunities. We could um, do some promotion. And he was, like, all about it. He's like, yeah. He's like, let's do some promo. That's great. And so, anyways, Hannah goes. And Hannah, um, God, God bless her. She's a very cute, from what I understand from Ryan, really nice girl. But she's active. She's using. Um, and do you know she's using? Well, that's what Ryan said. Okay. And, well, she said she only listens to Dopey when she's clean. Um, but uh, I think clean is, like... On an hour by hour, day by day basis. Um, Let's hope you're right about this. Let's hope yeah. you're not slandering sweet Hannah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take her out to eat tomorrow. You're gonna buy her a meal. I'll buy her a meal. Give her a flash drive. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Hannah uh, goes in, gets the tattoo, and then afterwards, Ryan texts me, and he's like, uh, and Ryan's very concerned with his image, with his shop. He's he's a very talented artist. He's you know he's really good at what he's doing, and he's trying to take it to the. He's next, a professional, he's trying to, but he's really trying to take it to the next level. He's pushing it, you know. And uh, he's like, I'm not sure. Uh, after meeting Hannah, like you know, because she's active and shit, he's like, I'm not sure if this is like the target demographic I really want to be marketing to. He's like, why don't you just give me cash for it? So even though we paid him for the tattoo, we're still giving him ads. We're still giving him on ads. multiple podcasts now. That's true. Because we were on the Share Podcast. That was the next thing. Yeah. Which is not out yet. If you guys uh, check out Omar Pinto, is that how you say it? Omar Pinto? Uh, check out his podcast, the Share Podcast. Uh, it's not out. It won't be, our episode won't be out yet, but you can hear Dave and I talk recovery. Some recovery. And yeah. a lot of dopey. Less dopey, more hopey. 
Wow, did you just come up with that? You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Less dopey. So usually we're less hopey, more dopey. Yeah. And then on the share podcast, we were a little hopey. I got a little. Uh, I got a little dopey on it. Yeah, I, was, I told some dopey, but I rebounded it with some some spiritual stuff. I was hardcore spiritual. You were talking about your daughter a lot. I no, got I into like. So. Uh, I was talking about helping the next the guy. Treatment industry. I was talking about helping the next guy. <laughs> Just putting one foot in front of the other. Just Doing your thing. Yeah. yeah, next right Just thing. Just a helping hand. Just the next right fucking the thing. Right That's thing. all I'm about. Guys, go on iTunes. Drop us a review if you can, Are we please. done? Yeah, if you've already subscribed. Is that it? If you've already subscribed, you have to search for Dopey Podcast again. Go to ratings and review. Please leave us a review. We'd love to read them. On Why the do you want them so everything. bad? I just, if for some reason, in my adult drug addict brain, the metric for success is the number of iTunes reviews. Is that what it is, or do you just... Is it... You know, can you want to hear something funny? Mm-hmm. My dad texted me today. He's in Mexico, as we said. He goes, oh, I see you got a new iTunes review. <laughs> Your dad's He's checking, checking <laughs> reviews like you are. That's hilarious. It is. That's funny. And yeah, and follow us on Facebook, on Insta, on uh, Twitter, I guess. If anybody we wants... Have, we have a very uh, meager... Um, social media following considering the amount of emails and downloads we're getting. Yeah, so maybe we're you guys can that. step it I up. I think people don't want to publicly affiliate with us. I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't blame you. Is that what it is? Are you guys embarrassed of us? Yeah, well, Dave and I have been uh, kicking the ball around about uh, the potential idea of losing some of the anonymity here. Not outright revealing our identities. I think but just being less stringent with it. Listen, how many people have texted us with our real names just from actually listening <laughs> yeah. to the shows? I think yeah. in, in in the shows. Well, it's funny because somebody was like, "Oh, it was so easy to find Chris," and then somebody else was like, "It was so easy to find Dave, but it was hard to find Chris." It's easy to find either of us, but that's that's not a challenge. Yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to say uh, besides stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles. Besides that. I guess we'll just leave it there. So you want to do the dopey cab real quick? No. No? All right. I'll do it. (laughs) I think we actually told this story, and I'm going to tell it again. Where I live in Long Island, you get off the train, the Long Island Railroad, and there's these shitbag cabs outside. You know, like, every town has its own company. One is Lindy. One is Liberty. One is this. One is that. And on the top of the triangle thing... Are you sure we did or we didn't tell the story? I don't remember. Anyway, on the top of the triangle thing, there's a phone number, and it says, Place Ad Here. And I just thought it would be cool if we put the Dopey logo on top of the cab. The Dopey cab. And it would be the It'd Dopey be cab. fucking great. And we're just wondering how much it would maybe would cost. We might have said this in Arden's episode that I deleted. That sounds possible. That sounds very possible. Um, make sure you don't delete this episode. I know. We oh, I remember it. what I was going to say. If anybody in the Dopey Nation wants to take over the Twitter account, I mean, that that could be... If you have a way of reaching people better than I do, then and you don't want to objectify Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, write us a review. Write us a review. Or an email. Yeah. And then um, before I say toodles, I was going to say something else, but it's escaped. All right. My mind. Did we talk about... We got other shit for later. We'll do that other stuff later. What about Shane Raymer? Yeah, next one. All right. Stay All strong, right, stay Dopey strong, Nation. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this aeroplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to 
smaller and smaller And it's high noon where I stand And I wonder would they pay it any mind When I leave this busted city far behind I'll take the high road however far it winds Because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find And I want to be good so bad Suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had